0: This is Ed Cicali with Athletic Strength and Power Podcasts. I'm with Rocky Boyman at the 700 WLW Radio Studio, where we'll be talking about all things NFL football with him. First, I'll tell you about the Bill Jacobs Power Company. I've known Bill Jacobs for a very long time, Coach Jake, and what he's involved with in his business, which is the Bill Jacobs Power Company, is building your athletic facility from the bottom up. In fact, that's his main slogan. And uh, from the ground up, they'll help you create the athletic facility that best fits your needs and budget. He's got everything from flooring to racks, bands. He can work your locker room and get you plates, bumper plates, iron plates, rubberized plates, every kind of bar that you need, machines. That's his area. That's, this, is a, this is his business. This is his job. This is his life. Um, anything dealing with athletic equipment, cardio. His goal is to help you provide the best environment possible for your athlete's success. And uh, at the WLW Studios right here in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, it's a huge radio operation. They're also on iHeartRadio and it used to be called the Big One. I don't know if you still call We're it. It's still the Big One. It's, That's right. <laughs> it's pretty big and I'm speaking of the Big One. I am with the Big One. That's Rocky Boyman, a uh, former Notre Dame Fighting Irish captain. He also played locally here in Cincinnati. Uh, that's called the Natty around here, and he played for St. X High School. It's a huge high school football power in Ohio. If you don't Rocky, I, I will let you know that we have uh, thousands of listeners to our podcast. That's Not right. quite as many as the big one here uh, you know it's getting okay. millions of I, I am one here.
1: of your listeners so uh, that's that's good well thank you thank you <laughs> once again i'm with
0: rocky boyman he uh, starred at notre dame as a captain and then he was drafted uh, by the tennessee titans down uh in, ten- in nashville i'm in the studio with him uh, it's his studio really but uh, welcome back
1: and happy to be with you buddy we, you and i have known each other a Good 15 years, and uh, going back with our mutual friend Ted Lambertinus, the great Ted Lambertinus and you know training together. I remember running some uh, some of those deathly uh, Saturday morning workouts, whatever the 20 uh, half gassers and all that sort of stuff we used to do. I used to see you out there getting after it, and uh, again, it's yes, been sir. fun to fun to know you these last couple of years.
0: Yeah, an inspiration to us all. All the guys that uh, were training with Dr. Ted at the time, Troy Evans. Yeah, I mean it. Uh, you guys were flying up and down the field. I don't know how you guys flew up and down the field like <laughs> that. You guys have a, a natural, genetic
1: thing going. Well, my days of flying up and down the field are over. Uh, people always ask me that. They're like, "Oh, if, if the you know, could you you know play if the Bengals wanted to sign you?" I'm like, "No." Like I've been out ten years, and I can honestly say, you know, so I had an eight-year NFL career, and it was great. It was wonderful, a- and I felt like after you know two, three years being out of the league, I I could. You know, give me a two, three months. I could get back into shape and give you something. I could give you nothing right now. Nothing. I mean, it, tell, it just shows you the, the elite level of shape that those guys are in and just the, the youth and everything because, I mean, I, I'd get hurt in the first 15 minutes of practice. So Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> well, you would
0: know. If you could tell us a little bit about the draft day experience that you had.
1: Yeah, so, that was, so I was drafted in 2002, uh, as you said, after a four-year career at Notre Dame. I, um, you know, where I was a captain, and uh, came out in the draft that year in 2002, and I had, you know, I went to the NFL Combine and, and did really, really well at the NFL Combine, which really helped me because I had had a great junior year, and my senior year we went going to a kind of a different defensive scheme. It didn't really highlight what I was could do. So anyway, the Combine kind of helped me, you know, really, you know, show teams, you know, at least athletically where I was at. So, that happened, and I talked to a bunch of teams there, and I kind of, through my agent, we gauged I'd go in about the fourth round, and that's exactly where I went. I, went, I was like the third-to-last pick in the fourth round. Uh, it was the Tennessee Titans. Up to that point, it was the greatest day in my athletic life, uh, sitting there in this little house in, in Ross, Ohio, with my mom and my dad my sister who had been with me for my whole entire athletic career and right there, and my dad working with me all the time, constantly. And then to uh, get the phone call and, and he's like, Hey, hello, is Rocky there? Yeah, this is Rocky. Uh, this is so-and-so from the Tennessee Titans. Um, uh, I, It's funny. I, I think it was Jeff Fisher, the head coach, but I, I was so, you right. know, just shocked and nervous. I'll, hello, hello. You know, he's like, yeah, this is so-and-so of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I, so we're going to go ahead and draft you right now. I was like, Okay, and I'm pointing to the TV because I can't talk. I'm listening to what he's saying. I'm pointing to the TV like, they're going to draft me. They're going to draft me. And then my name goes across the screen, and my dad – I've seen my dad. My dad's a man's man, right? Yes, sir. I've, I've seen my dad cry like probably five times in my entire life, and, and he broke down right there on, and just fell to the floor. You know, seeing his son uh, get drafted and, and make a, a dream a reality was, was something else. and. You know, went on and went down to Tennessee uh, with the Titans, and you know had four great years there, and then then on after that. But it, yeah. was, it was wonderful draft day, is nothing like it. And I always just feel so so happy for those kids because everybody going in the draft has a unique experience in their life and things they've had to overcome, and to see that dream become a reality is, is something else I, I love it that's
0: crazy i mean the draft and then what do you do like I, I, I wouldn't be able to sleep first of all but you know you get that call and then do they say hey come on down to nashville in a week or two or what are
1: they do? yeah so a, a lot of teams will have so the draft that weekend they'll have their first rookie minicamp the following weekend now mm-hmm. for whatever reason the titans there was a week in between, so it was like, okay, in two weeks it'll be your first mini cam. So I want—I went back to Notre Dame, where I was—you know—I was still hadn't graduated yet. Oh. Uh, so I went back and you know took my classes and was a regular college student again for about a week, and then went down there, and then I, I had actually kind of worked ahead, like knowing that. You know, or at least hoping that I was going to be, play, you know, playing in the NFL. So I got a lot of my classes done. So by the time I went down there, I wound up staying down there for good, and and never went back to Notre Dame. Obviously, I still I graduated and everything, but uh, but that was that.
0: Yeah, life changing event. Yeah. In, uh, Cincinnati kid. Then you you go down to camp when the big guys, the the veterans are yep. there. Then what happens? I mean, what do you? There's stars everywhere.
1: Right. Two things popped out to me in my first mini camp experience. Number one was. I, I'm first the the speed. I mean, the speed, as everyone says, that that is the distinct difference. You know, the the linemen are fast. You know, the defensive linemen are quick. You know, these are three hundred thirty pound guys. So that was number one. Number two, I also distinctly recall just the seeing the precision up close for the first time between the quarterback and the wide receivers, in particular, a pass that was. In college, you know, a wide receiver makes a catch in practice that everyone would have been jumping up and down. Oh, my God, that's just the best play ever. That was a routine play where a a quarterback would. I remember, you know, Steve McNair would be fitting balls in these windows that were, you know, literally the, the size of a football. And, you know, and I'd be like, oh, my God, that's an amazing throw and catch. And no one was jumping up and down. I was like eh, that's how it is. Like every play here. Wow. And um, so that, that I remember that distinctly. Thinking that, and then also I also remember after my last mini camp being, and that was a it was a three day mini camp. And I remember after that thinking to myself, if I could go back to college, right now, just after three days of, of competing at this level, I would dominate college <laughs> football. Right? Like you just yeah. you just kind of got that just the speed and the precision and the coaching was incredible. Uh, I remember thinking that too. So that was uh, kind of my reactions of my first mini camp.
0: Yeah, and then you get ready for the season, and there's some, a few preseason games and things like that. But when was it? Did did you play right away, or was it a game or two you had to settle in, or, or how that how'd that happen? And then you and did you know you were going to play that day?
1: Yeah, that so I I knew pretty early on. That um, I was at least going to be on on special teams because I mean right from day one with the full you know in mini camps and then in, in the fall camp from day one I was on the punt team the kickoff team kickoff return punt return and obviously I had to earn my spot but they 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 had the idea look we we think after watching this guy we he, he can be an advantage for us here and so I took that and ran with it and um, and that was great and and I'll tell you about my my first NFL game so my first NFL game we played the Eagles which in Nashville and our day it was hot. I mean it was I mean it was 90 something degrees, super hot to the point where we we wore our all white uniforms at home because it was that where we were trying wow. to stay cool. Um and we beat the Eagles that day and I had four tackles on special teams in my first NFL game and I was like and after the game, we go out and have fun. And I was like, this NFL thing is great. <laughs> I highly recommend it to everybody. Um, but, uh, yeah, so then, you know, did, did all special teams that year. Played situationally. I was on, you know, goal line and short yardage. Uh, we had a package called the extra linebacker package where we bring a fourth linebacker in. I was in on that. So, I, I, w- I was playing situationally in special teams. And, and then that year, um, I actually set the franchise record for special teams tackles in a season. With uh, 26, and I believe that record still stands. That's a Titans Oilers franchise record for special teams tackles in a season.
0: That's pretty cool. And I and I, I, I
1: narrowly that. missed making a Pro Bowl. I was on a ballot, and I my Larry Izzo, who was went to a ton of Pro Bowls with the uh, the Patriots, I wound up uh, wound up getting it, but uh, yeah, it's close. Wow.
0: And so when you finally uh, go through all the pregame warm-ups and everything, and then you go back in the locker room, and then you come out for real, and and you come through the tunnel there. And there you are, a rookie, and you yeah. look out and see like 60, I don't know, 70,000 people out yeah. there on a hot day in Nashville.
1: Yeah, no, it, it was great. And playing at Notre Dame, I'd, I'd obviously played in a, in a ton of big environments. So the yeah. environment wasn't wasn't that overwhelming. But and, and I also, by that time, by the time you go through camp, I remember getting to a point in camp also where – I felt like I belonged I'm like this is this is real like I I, I can play at this level and That's it was cool. it was a it was a really great feeling that overcame me you know, after competing and winning some battles and doing well and stuff I remember so it wasn't like I went in that game thinking the game this game is bigger than me I was I I, I belong out here I, I can play at this level and went in there with some confidence and and we had a great season so we went to the AFC championship game we lost to the Raiders Uh, out there in oakland we were one game away from the super bowl so it it was a pretty fantastic rookie year
0: and before we continue with rocky here's a quick word about black iron strength black iron strength manufactures the only commercial grade adjustable dumbbells and has the patent on antimicrobial copper handles which protects the user 24 7 from germs blackironstrength.com yeah yeah and then there you are uh a rookie linebacker getting uh, getting in some real regular defensive action, mm-hmm. and then uh, I mean, big. I, I imagine big guards and a tackle now and then are scraping around and coming through, and yeah, and there you are.
1: I remember seeing much lighter. M- I remember seeing Larry Allen, who's a great, um, excuse not 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 Larry. Well, Larry Allen too. He was a a, a guard for the uh, Cowboys for forever. Yeah, yeah, and um, and then also uh, Lincoln Kennedy. He was a guard for the Raiders. And I remember, like, after a place, you know, just kind of, you know, you're getting up from the pile and stuff and standing next to him and thinking that isn't any – that's a bigger version of a human being. Like, that like that guy is so enormous. Him, uh, Jonathan Ogden ha- had arms that were – I mean, a huge guy, but also had arms that could reach out and, you know, six feet social distancing. He, w- he would have been able to, to make that up with his, with his reach. Just some of these guys were – especially Lincoln Kennedy. God, he was so – is it is so big but um yeah it's it's a it's a different deal seeing how the size of some of those guys out there
0: and of course sometimes those guys come out of nowhere you think you're in the clear you're going to make a tackle right. and what yeah
1: because they can move that's the thing in, in college you know some of the bigger there's bigger guys out there too there's guys that are over 300 and something pounds for the most part they don't move like they do in the NFL
0: and then um, I'm sure you know in your first few years in the National Football League uh, You know, you experienced a a dude running into him or tackling him or whatever, and you just went, wow.
1: Uh, Here's a funny story. So, I I think I've only had two concussions in my life playing football. Both happened in in the NFL, and one of them was on Monday night against the Patriots. And this was my rookie year or second year. I I think it was my rookie year. Ran down kickoff, and Mike Vrabel was in the wedge. And I and I'm thinking running down like I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Mike Vrabel on his ass right now. I'm gonna I'm going over top of him. And I went down Ed and I hit him with everything I had, and he hit me right back. Boom! Just it was like like two Rams you see on those uh, nature shows where they just yeah. hit and they kind of, and 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 I was well, I came out of that with a concussion though. So some uh, Coach Vrabel got got the the better of me right there. I cause I remember thinking I'm I'm gonna take him out, man. I'm gonna this is gonna be great. And he said, Nah, Bubba, nah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Of course,
0: coming out of Notre Dame and then tell us a little bit about the strength training that went on up there. And then then all of a sudden you get to the National Football League and and now it's, you know, it's your job. It's your job. It's got to be fun. Just uh, the training and everything. Yeah, it was.
1: And I've always enjoyed training. I've I've been just uh, a total nut about it and just just love that whole environment. Love being in the gym. Love learning. You know, and and learning about Dr. Ken Leisner and you know all these guys, and uh, Boyd Epley and all these yeah. famous uh, names and strength. that grew up idolizing these guys, you know. So then my my trainer in and, and obviously working out with Ted, worked out with him when I was uh, when I was younger, and then he obviously trained me a lot in the NFL as well. But in college, my strength coach was uh, Mickey Marotti, very very famous uh, now yeah, with yeah, the Iowa State Buckeyes, deal. and yeah, so I learned a ton from him. Just he was you know one of the Patriarchs of the high-intensity training, the hit stuff, and where you go in the gym and you just throw maximum effort out there. We're not going to be there long, but we're going to get after it and we're going to, you know, just just beat you up and and, and send you on your way. So, uh, really enjoyed Mick. Mick and I, you know, still you know have, have a good relationship. You know, obviously, he, he's had tremendous success. Learned a lot from him. Learned a lot about strength training and, and became in, in one. I remember I came in at two, like two, I was two fifteen my senior year of high school. And by the start of my sophomore year, I was two forty five, so I put wow. on about thirty. Now, and now to be yeah. f- to be fair, I I'd probably put on a little too much, and I uh, want to come back and down a little bit and play into my normal playing weight about two thirty eight. But uh, just shows you when those kids get in the uh, training room and get in that weight room and what was it, Waterson? Yeah, Got Steve Waterson was Steve my Worms. was a sh- head coach, uh, strength coach. Down with the Tennessee Titans and loved Waters and he was a yeah. just a crazy high intensity high energy guy as well and he made things a lot of fun. It's a little different college strength coaches versus pro because mm-hmm. you know in, in college first of all you're you're a college athlete you're just a kid you know so they can just pound you and you know whatever just get after it in, in the NFL it's a little different because you know the, these are multi-million dollar um, commodities that you sure. are now training so you can't you know it's hard to tell a guy making you know 10 million dollars a year hey go uh do these board pushes and then do a a, a two-minute wall sit and then now we're gonna flip tires he's gonna say <laughs> you go to hell right. I, that's not what I do so uh so there's a little bit more you know so uh but but I I, I look he st- we still got after down there and, and and had a lot of great training and and I really like the, the program he led
0: and before we continue with rocky this asap podcast is brought to you by team builder the online strength and conditioning platform for coaches and their athletes team builder a little bit about the playoffs when you make the playoffs that's kind of a, it's oh, a whole it's, new deal
1: oh it's a whole new deal because it, and it is true it's just the, the pace of the game picks up it's everyone's playing a little bit harder a little bit faster a little bit of everything and and yeah it's just you know you you read about all these great players um that that never won a playoff game and never even played. Like I think Dick, I know Dick Puck is Dick Buck has never won a playoff game. I don't think he even played in one either. All right. Um, so yeah. So especially in my rookie year, uh, to go to the playoffs and then make it all the way to the AFC Championship game we, was pretty cool. So yeah, that's. I mean, that's what you play for. There's nothing like being on a team that that's winning and going to playoffs. And you know, the free agency is going on right now, and I know guys are are, are chasing the, the money, and, and I get it. it, it rarely. Do you ever get an opportunity to capitalize and make generational wealth? I get it, but, man, there's something to be said about going to a team that's good and that's winning and that you like and likes you. That, that, that's sometimes – there's things money can't buy. There's a lot of things money can't buy. But being on a great team that's winning and, and doing big things and being talked about is, is truly wonderful.
0: You know, the other thing that you got to do was not only make it to the Super Bowl. You guys won the Super yeah. Bowl. That's a rare thing in, in life for somebody to get to play in the Super Bowl as a football player.
1: It's every kid's dream. I always say this to folks if if you're a little kid and you've played football for five minutes or five years or anything in between, you've dreamt about playing the Super Bowl right? And any kid who's ever played backyard football, what do you do? Hey, all right so we're in the super this is for the Super Bowl or we're this team or we're that team, you, you dream about it. And, and I started playing football when I was seven years old. And in my first year, as a seven-year-old, won our Super Bowl, right? Our, our oh, little, yeah. with uh, the Bridgetown Little Highlanders, <laughs> won a couple of them actually, in, uh the
0: Little Highlanders. The Little
1: Highlanders, and so we, uh, so that was cool. And, but then, yeah, to to so that's the thing every kid dreams about, and then to go, and to actually win it is is great. I, I remember after the game, it's, and I can say this was consistent with every player on the team. We were excited, we were elated, and all that. But there's a lot of relief that goes on too because you can't think I mean a Super Bowl run takes 23 24 games you got four games in the preseason plus 16 that's 20 and then three playoff games and then the Super Bowl to go 24 games and not get the ultimate prize would just be devastating that's and I've cool. talked to guys that have been on teams that have lost Super Bowls and they're like god after a game you're like I well, I did not even want to think about playing again because like, we got to do all that, try to do all that again. So I feel definitely blessed that we were able to not just get there but but win it when we were there. I guess you guys, what, go down
0: to the Super Bowl site about a week before? Yeah, or? so we
1: get all the heavy lifting done uh, and practicing done in Indianapolis, in this case, when I was with the Colts, that week, that, that next week after the AFC Championship game. And then then we go down to uh, – ours was in Miami. And down there, once you're down there, you're not – doing super hard practices, you're just kind of just making sure you're, you know, staying staying fit and staying sharp on everything, knowing the game plan and executing and then staying fresh and going out for the game.
0: Did you ever get your hands on Tom Brady or one of those star quarterbacks? Hey, so this is
1: funny. So this is my second year. We we went up to New England. I was with the Titans. I started that game and we went up losing. But anyway I on a blitz I came through and I sacked Tom Brady. But our off our defensive lineman had illegal hands to the face. So it negated the sack. So, like, I have a great picture of me sacking Tom Brady, but nullified. according to the rule book, it didn't count. If you look at my stats, it didn't count. It was like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. How
0: about linebacker play? Let's uh, shift to a little bit about linebacker and what, what are the characteristics that you have to have? Say you're a high school kid out there or listening to our podcast and, or a high school coach. How do you select a linebacker? What do
1: you look for? I think the first thing you got to have is you got to love physicality. You got to love it, and I know the game today is more in space and it's spread out and and all that. And there's not the the powers and the ISO blocks and fullbacks and all that stuff like there was even when I played. But you, you still got to love contact. You can't just be okay with it. You got to love it. You, you got to relish it. And you it's got to excite you, the, the feeling of imposing your will upon another human being. You, you got to like that, and you got to be tough. I, I think that's number one. You can be as athletic as you want. There's a lot of kids running around in shorts that look good at linebacker position, and I've seen them. You come out, I've seen guys, you know, free agents come in, in the NFL uh, out of college and it's during training camp and the first first uh, mini camp, that's you know not in pads and they're running around. Boy, they look real good in shorts. And then the pads come on, it's a completely different story. So you got to love that, and, and you also got to be a student of the game. I, I think, you know, it, just from a you know a, a mindset and and just all that goes into the position, you, you have to like studying the game and you have to want to know and desire to know all the ins and outs and all the different intricacies of the position and, and that's what I learned as, as every year it went by is just learning the little the little tells and the things formationally and the things to look out for to set yourself up because the more you can do pre-snap uh, to give yourself a, a better chance to make a play the, the better you're going to be so yeah it's a game that it's a position that yeah I, I love playing um, you know ever since uh, I was a safety and in high school but really i was a, a, a deep linebacker you know so I, I played the position uh in one way or another for a while and, and, and loved it
0: the other guy i think about uh, that came out of your high school was a superstar nfl is luke kateley yeah i know you got to work with him and hang yeah. with him and stuff like
1: that yeah he's a obviously one of the best to ever play the game in that position in the modern era for sure and certainly within the last you know quarter century and for him it was just a lot of the the instincts and just the, the again the knowledge of okay what are they trying to do to me that, that's what I when I tell you when I talk to young linebackers I was like every time you go to the line you should try to think what are they trying to do to me what is the offense trying to do they're, they're not getting in this formation for the fun of it they're doing it for some sort of advantage, they think they can get over you. So you got to figure out what that is and make sure they don't get that advantage. Whether it's you know putting the formation into the boundary and getting you to you know to scoot over so they can get a better angle on you to, for their lineman to come out. Whatever it is, you got to be one step ahead of that. And I, I just think Luke was one of the best at it. And a, a lot of what he had is yes, he studied and all that, but I mean he just had the God-given instincts to play the position that that few had. And then he. And, you know, again, just relish playing the position as well.
0: Your coach, of Tennessee Titans, Jeff Fisher, he was a defensive type of coach, wasn't he? Back he was, yeah. He days. was on the,
1: he was with the, uh, you know, the '85 Bears. Okay, yeah. So he was, uh, he, he was, a, he's a definitely a defensive guy. We still, you know, had in our game plan some of that old '46 Bears defense, huh. and, and we would run it every once in a while. I think it was just a, just to pleasure him. <laughs> it's like the fact that we're still doing it sometimes, uh, whether it was had some was what we needed to do or not, but. Uh, Yeah, yeah, he's a defensive guy.
0: Rocky, how about these, uh, you know, Ted Lambert and I, we've traveled all over the country, been to your school, Notre Dame, and of course, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama. These guys, and which I think is awesome, are really dining in some dining centers now designed for the finest, and uh, they deserve it, and I just think it's so cool that, uh, I mean, the food is unbelievable.
1: I and mean, the facilities, the food, everything, and not to get on this tangent, but th- this is always my argument for I- I'm against the college athletes being paid for a lot of reasons, and I don't want to get into it, but for-, for one of them is, I mean, my God, the fa- like you just alluded to, the facilities, the-, the training tables, the doctors, the massage therapists. I mean, go down to Clemson, they have a barbecue pit. They have an outdoor wiffle ball field. They have outdoor basketball courts. they got a weight room. That they is multi millions of dollars that they renovate like every two years, and you're around the the best coaches, the best training staff, the best of everything, and it's like man, that's a pretty good deal. I mean, there's a lot of I mean, me, I mean, somebody find me an extra year of college eligibility, let me go back to college and live that life. I mean, that, that that's a it's it's one of those things. It's I know everyone wants to put a dollar value on everything today, and okay, well this kid deserves this because of that. I understand that, but. I bet you there's people out there, Ed, that would pay a million dollars to run out of the tunnel and hit play like a champion today. Sign at Notre Dame. People would pay a people would pay ten million dollars to do that. We get to do that for free. I, I got to you know tra- train at the University of Notre Dame and, and run out of the tunnel and put on that gold helmet every day for free. So again, I, I know folks feel one way or another on that issue, but I, I'm. For for many, many reasons, I I just, I I think it's such a blessing and such a tremendous opportunity these kids get to have, they get to do that. And these facilities these days are absolutely unbelievable.
0: Oh, they are. You know, and I think, like you say, you know, it's evolved and it it started out as, it's amateur, but, you know, and they try to maintain that amateur status. Right. And some things slip through, but still it's, you're getting a heck of a deal no matter where you go.
1: And you're 22 years old and you're starting your adult life with zero college debt. I mean, college debt is one of the things that's absolutely crippling young people. They're trying to start their life and start a family and start their career with $250,000 in, in college loan debt. That, that's a tremendous burden. They're not paying off for 10 years or more. I, I know I understand, I get the argument because, trust me, athletes go above and they earn every penny of their scholarship. They really do because the hours you put in and – you know the times you're working out at 5 a.m. and you know then you, you go the whole day. You're taking class and you go to practice and you go eat and you go to training table or you go to um, study hall and it's 10 o'clock before you're getting to bed and then you get up and do that same thing again. That that's a hell of a schedule. So I'm, I'm not disparaging that, but uh, again, I, I think uh, in, you know the athletes they 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 earn that scholarship, but uh, what an advantage to start life with.
0: Yeah. Well, Rocky, I know uh, you got to go pretty soon here, um, but uh, if you could tell us a little bit about this radio gig you got going here in Cincinnati, it's really cool. I mean, everybody's listening to it all the time. Hey, did you hear Rocky today or Eddie? Or you know, (laughs) the Rocky and Eddie show, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's right. So um, yeah, so this is my. I guess I've worked for for seven hundred WLW for I don't know, let's say seven years, but since twenty seventeen, it's been the Eddie and Rocky show. So this is. uh, God, I guess our fourth year of, me, of me, and, uh, me and Eddie Fingers doing it, and Eddie Fingers is a legend. I grew up listening to him on my way to high school every morning when he was on the Dawn Patrol with WEBM. Right. and rocking And EBM. just absolutely loved it, loved him. And for me to now be able to say I work with him every day, it's like, pinch me. You know what I mean? It's incredible. It really is. And he and I have a really great dynamic, and and we, you know, just how our back and forth and our chemistry I think is real good. It's good because we genuinely – like each other we don't agree on everything but we down deep down we we generally like and care and love one another which is important so uh yeah we have a great show and we cover just about everything we do serious we do light we do you know funny we do local we do national we do sports we do politics we do human interest you know everything and so I, i think it's a it's an interesting listen because if even if you don't like the topic we're doing just wait about eight minutes and we'll probably be on something else, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's not like it's – if you're doing a all-day Clemson football radio show, boy, that's, a, that's a long time to be talking about the same thing all the time. We, right. we get the, free, the freedom to be able to talk about a lot of things, uh, especially things outside of sports, is, is really cool and blessed to work here and um, just a lot of great people. And Willie Cunningham, obviously, is a legend and getting to learn under him. And it, it's been a I, – I never – when I was young, I never – Said, hey, I want to grow up and be a radio host. It's one of those things that kind of happened. I was getting involved, and you know, I, I still I call college football games for ESPN, and that was kind of the route when I got out of the NFL. I looked mostly at going, but through certain circumstances, kind of wound up getting pulled in, in the direction of doing, you know, talk radio, which is again came out of completely nowhere. But it, it's, it, I mean, wow, what, what a blessing because it's such a fun, fun job to do.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, and then when you listen to you guys, when well, I'm listening to you guys driving down uh, I-75 or wherever I am, I've tuned you in on iHeartRadio when I'm out in the middle of the California desert. There uh, you go. Right. But it's cool. It's like it's like you're almost sitting with you guys and, you know, having lunch or breakfast and talking about all kinds <laughs> of stuff that's relevant, you know?
1: Yeah, that's right. That's what we try to do, and our news department does a great job of just, okay, here's what's going on just from a, a news standpoint. And
0: And before we continue with Rocky – this ASAP video is brought to you by Pit Shark Strength Training Equipment. We've visited all of the top strength complexes in the U.S. Pit Shark is everywhere. Check them out at loadthebar.com.
1: Again, radio is, uh, and I learned this, I had to learn this early on, and I think everybody does It gets into it. it. it it's still about entertainment you know and, and we you got to have be enlightenment and entertainment you got to ha- you know have knowledge you got to know your stuff but you can't go on there and and try to give a uh, a school lesson every day and prove how smart you are you, you got to be entertaining you got to be funny or because there's so many things out there people can listen to and I think most people yes they want information but they also you know you want to be entertained you want to laugh a little bit you want to you know just kind of chuckle to yourself about something and, and I think that's what we strive to do.
0: And then we wrap up here, Rocky, uh, you know, just a little bit more on your ESPN gig. I know it gets you right back to football, and that's really deep down in your roots. You love talking about football, watching football, and analyzing the game. And then, you know... when. When the guys upstairs, I guess somehow they, you know, you're hearing what they're talking through the uh, engineers or whatever, and they tell you, "Let's go, Rocky. You're on. Now, yeah. Tell us what's going on down on the field."
1: Yeah, that's it, man. Well, and this year was great because uh, you know I was back in the in the booth full time. You know, I was doing oh, okay. sideline analyst stuff for for about four years, and and then doing a little bit of you know in the booth. And this last year, I was fully up you know, back up in the booth, which was great. Mm-hmm. And I, you're right, but that that's what I like about it is you get to be around the game and around the kids and learn scheme. And and I was a student in the game, and I I take that, my experience there with me. And and then from there, yeah, I just try to talk about the kids, try to tell tell the, the viewer the why. Why did that happen? Here's from my perspective and my experience. This is why that play worked or why that play didn't work or why the running back made the touchdown or why the linebacker did this. Uh, that, that's what I try to constantly in my head think, okay, this is what the listener wants. And then, again, do it in an entertaining, fun way. If, if I'm, I'm calling a game and I'm having fun, I think the, the listeners are having fun.
0: Folks, Rocky Boyman, he might tell me that uh, he's not quite ready for NFL games again. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I think if he uh, started working out with Ted again for a couple more weeks and uh, got the call, he, he could uh, surely uh, at least look the part out there
1: i would say, I would look the part until he asked me to actually do anything and then it would it fall apart I mean we're
0: <laughs> talking six four you got to be two twenty five or something here
1: rocky yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Hanging in there doing doing okay
0: but doing once okay. again uh, Rocky Boyman, thanks for joining us with this asap athletic strength and power uh, podcast i'm gonna head back and grab some uh some bands on my way home and try to you know work the muscles a little bit better you, uh, you know bill jacobs power company bill jacobs
1: is a great man i know bill i've known bill a long time he does a great job he helped me get some equipment for my back when i had my training facility so he's a great man and uh, but again thanks to you Ed. again i've always enjoyed our friendship over the past decade or more and uh, it's great to see you and great to see you still doing great things i check out the podcast whenever i can whenever i'm you know, driving some college town or something, you know, get get to turn on, and uh, you always do a great job. So thank you.
0: Well, thank you very much, Rocky, and uh, thanks for joining us with this ASAP Athletic Strength and Power podcast from Cincinnati, Ohio at the WLW Recording Studios today.
1: Thank you.